must know that first. Can't nothing nobody fade what we trying to do and what we about to do. Second thing is, we got this game on our level. You understand what I'm saying? Yo, 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 yo. As I almost knocked down the mic. What's happening, Pelicans fans? Chris Connor in space. Another episode. Buku Media and the people. DraftKings below. Birdsaw Law Firm. New York Life. And, um, yo, man, I want to talk a little bit of Herb Jones. Um, Pelicans are fresh off of a, a back-to-back loss after uh, at the hands of Dallas Mavericks with a, a thin roster. Um, coming into flying into Dallas from the crib after losing to the Brooklyn Nets in a in a close game. Um, one of the you know, as always, I like to have a conversation about a lot of things that you know we're putting our energy to social media wise, and you know, I like to have a discussion on either side, man. So bear with me here as we talk Herb Jones, not on Herb. Um, so here we are. Here's where we where we are with things at the moment. For those that maybe aren't completely following some of the discourse, while the Pelicans are in a are in a pretty good spot, I would say record wise, and currently still I think entrenched in the third seed with a massive amount of injuries. Currently, while C.J. McCollum just had rest. Zion's out for probably a month and some hopefully just a month, but we'll see. We don't know when Brandon Ingham's coming back. And that's putting the spotlight on a lot of different players and a lot of role players to step up as they've kind of been doing um, throughout the year. You could argue that maybe it it's a little different going forward because now you, I think now that there's a, there's an expectation that some of these guys will live up to some of their bigger games versus them just being role players that have inconsistencies, some young, some a little bit older than others. But the Herb Jones situation is very, very interesting because, as always, there's a divide. You have one side that looks at Herb and says he's one of the best perimeter defenders in basketball and he has for his size, he even without a reliable three-point jump shot, he has ball handling capabilities. We've seen him run the point guard. We see his ability to to get to the line in some stretches when when the when um calls are made and make free throws and sometimes in the clutch. Um that's one side of things. We can also talk about his ability to cut off ball. And then we know, again, as I mentioned before, defensively, he offers you so many things at, you know, the three, the four. We were talking about Herb at the five in a lot of respects last year. So that's one side of people say, you know, you can't you can't let another cold stretch or you can't let him currently shooting 27 percent from three, I think, on spot up attempts block you in this period of time, especially without players being healthy and. Hey, man, I get that side of it. I would actually lean towards, you know, um, believing or being on that side of the argument when it comes to Herb. And we'll get into that as we go along. Now, there's the other side. The other side 
that looks at Herb and feels that he's either already presently a liability or is becoming a liability simply by being ignored offensively um, when everyone's on the floor. We've seen so many games, specifically when Zion's on the floor, and we'll see in year two what it looks like without Zion and Brandon being on the floor. But we've seen a lot of a lot of tape in these Zion matchups where teams are building, they're building walls, they're building like small perimeters, um, like boxes to guard Zion's ability to get into the paint. And a lot of times that just means leaving Herb Jones, completely ignoring him. That may turn into a corner three attempt. It may turn into a wing attempt, but it hasn't been very successful. And I think some people feel as if that's something that isn't going away and it's going to hurt the team long term. And look, I mean, the numbers speak to his struggles right now. Um, It's crazy because he's almost like his stats are almost identical to what they were like to, to the start of the year of this season to his year from start to finish last year but the three-point percentage is just you know it's it's down now it's not to say that he had a great year shooting the three last year I think he finished 34 33 percent I don't remember off the top of my head um he had two months where he shot at least 35 percent and one was in December when he shot 40 I believe it was you know spectacular um that particular month but for the most part he's been a you know, average to below average three point shooter, or he was last month. I mean, last last season, um, had a few bad months sprinkled in, but this year the spotlight has been on his shooting a lot more, and it's growing. It's a growing cause of concern. I really want you guys to get into the comments and can continue the conversation in regards to where or how much. You should worry about Herb going forward. But look, here's why where I'm at personally with things. Um, I think Herb, you know, it, it's it's a complicated conversation because Herb is, you know, uh, you know, he's very old for or he's older for a guy that's in his second year. And on one side, you know, you question what's his present versus what's his future. And what I mean by that is, you know, of course, like for Dyson, Dyson Daniels being, being 19 years old, when we look at potential, we look at ceilings, we look at those things differently versus someone who's 24. And, you know, was kind of, even as a second rounder, he was ready to play right away. He just was, that's who he was. He had some improvements, but Herb was ready to go. Where is that ceiling going for? Where is that next range of improvement? And I think coming into the year, he worked on a mid-range shot, but he barely, you know, attempts it anymore. And even like you know, some of his finishing numbers and, you know, some of those euros that we saw him um, make, it's kind of, you know, inconsistent this year. And that's kind of been what he has been offensively um, to start this season. But, Listen, man, it could be it could be a bad stretch. I I just know there are there are things that Herb does that nobody else can do, or maybe a handful. Like, what is this? There's nobody else on the Pelicans, and this may be 
five to seven players in the league you can name that have that kind of ability. So that effort, and we know how hard her works. How long is it before that work ethic turns into something successful and improves a guy who knows he's struggling in some areas offensively? But I'll give you another strength that her has. I think he connects defense to offense really well. Um, I think he runs the break really well and understands where to find himself on lanes. Um, for my 2K players, you know, you'll get a you'll get a uh you'll get a grade or or a plus in your in your teammate grade if you fill the lane correctly. Or he might make the play himself. Some of it is just off the strength of him from start to finish on both sides of the floor. Look at this one. Luca gave it up for Tons, caught the air. Probably should have been a foul, you know, but that's another play that you look on this roster. There's not many guys that you could say can make that kind of play with any guy, with any player. It's the consistency that's in it. And, you know, look, you got to look at it from a, from a perspective of when this team is healthy or <laughs> whenever we get to see it when Zion and mainly and mainly Zion. Cause I think, I think, Herb with Brandon looks – it's going to look a little different. Herb with Brandon and CJ because the motion is different. Teams aren't going to guard a Brandon and, and, and CJ. Like there's more movement defensive, you know, defensively versus there's a lot more stationary action defensively when Zion's on the floor because people are building – they're building perimeters that are just made to catch him, you know, to catch his drive. That's just really it. And it makes it harder for off-ball cuts – because there's not a whole bunch. You know, there's already five. You know, there's four players, three players already at the rim. But that part of Herb has to continue. You know, I always say he can't allow a defense to dictate what he's going to be offensively. If he's not a shooter, he's not a shooter. And I don't think that that means that he has to be. Now Now it's turned into well, he's Matisse Thibault too, part two. I don't know if that's the case. Andre Robeson, which is crazy. He's not – That's that, I think that, that that's a far, far-fetched uh, reach in regards to his struggles. But I get the point is that you have supreme talent. Um, you have uh, – when, even when CJ's out there, you have a top offensive threat on the floor at all times. You really don't want anybody that people can just ignore. But listen, man, I mean, teams, when you have – all world superstar talents, even really good shooters are going to be left open from time to time. Herb just has to find his way. He has to find his stress because look, man, this like bro. Jalen Green up against Herb, trying to get there on his strong side. Great job. I get it. I get the worry. I get people being concerned. I get folks that you know. Um, because look, man, in the offseason, we were talking about. When it when the Kevin Durant discussion was going down on social media on Twitter and people were talking about well what the Pelicans can offer, there's a lot of people that said, nah, I can't, I can't get rid of Herb for Kevin Durant. There's um now the question is being asked, should he be benched? Should Najee Marshall take his spot when everyone's healthy? Or in the, you know, um simply when Brandon Ingram comes back. I'm not there yet. I do think Herb 
can still be a critical piece of this team's future. Like anything else, man, you got to give it, you got to give it patience. You got to give it time. He's a role player, man. And I tweeted about it today. Role players don't take the leaps that you want or that you specifically may want. And if they do take it, it may not be in the way that you envisioned it. We got to give this whole situation as painful as it is. People hate patience, right? And we completely hate it. But from not just her, but a lot of the other role players, Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels, Najee, Najee's been great. Najee's going to have a stretch where he comes back down to earth, where his shooting isn't there. We've seen it. And the questions start coming all over again about what to do. Right. I mean, like in the beginning of the year, there were people saying that Najee shouldn't be playing at all. He's proved those people wrong. I think that we need to get more time and give Herb the benefit of the doubt to be able to do the same. But it's okay to say he's struggling and he has to find a way to figure it together. Or did I say figure it together? That's not what I meant. Put it together. He has to find a way to play better, simply. But I'm not um, selling stock completely on somebody that works that hard, that comes in with that mindset of really living basketball and plays as hard as he does. I'm just not doing it yet at 6'8 with some of the straights that he has and being an all-world defender. Those guys don't grow on trees. You don't get a chance to get them in the second round for that kind of contract. And, you know, I think even if it's if part of it is ugly right now, you got to find a way to see it through, man. So that's where I'm at. But I understand the criticism and people people being frustrated with mainly his shooting and what he's giving you offensively um, right now. But he's he's clearly in a rut and it's kind of lasted all year. We got to see where it goes, but hopefully it gets better. I'm buying. I'm still holding on to my Herb Jones stock and I'm not I'm not panicking here in January. But we'll see what happens. Um. Got to give a shout out again to our people at Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Buku Media, located at 918 Poison Street by the Superdome. Give them a call at 504-523-5413 if you or someone you know has been involved in an accident, and be sure to mention that we sent you. One more thing I want to point out about Herb uh, before we get out of here. Last year, he shot 34% on corner threes. Currently, he's shooting 28%. If I had to pick the biggest improvement or the most important impact that he's going to be able to make as this team continues to align, when either or Brandon or Zion come back, or even together, I think it's corner threes. If he can get those corner threes back up to, you know, from 30, you know, from 28%, you know, to, to, to 30 and then 33, close to where it was last year, it's going to allow him more more movement off ball. It's going to allow him to do a lot. He's not going to be able to be ignored as much. And that, for a guy like him, with the weapons that this team has, um, I think is going to be big. You know, in those Trey Murphy minutes, we know Trey likes to shoot from the hash. Um, you know, he likes to, whether that's the whether that's the deep, the deep hash or whether that's a little bit closer up, that's, that's his spot. That's been his spot this year. If you can slide Herb over in the corner, he can be respectable at worst. That's going to work well and make everybody happy, man. So shout out to y'all for popping in again. Um, as always, I just wanted to, you know, put that out with all the conversation on her. Hopefully the Pelicans will get back on the winning side of things really soon and get healthier. But as always, Najee.